I guess it's not all that shocking, but you know, after you 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 hear the news and you sit there and think about it for a little bit, but man, that is not something I expected to hear today. No. How about that? Pretty no, wild. Um, if you would have told me. You know, back in February or March, like, well, hey, watch out. Um, right. Much like OU in Texas last year, all of a sudden to the SEC, don't be surprised if two more teams do that with another power league. I probably would have thought, I don't know, Notre Dame to the Big Ten, Clemson to the SEC. The point is, I never would have thought USC and UCLA to the Big Ten. That, I, well, I, I yeah. think this might be, even though OU and Texas set the precedence, I, I feel like USC and UCLA to the Big Ten is more shocking than OU and Texas to the SEC. Yeah, I remember this coming up at some point, you know, during the whole OU and Texas to the SEC, whenever all of the the conference stuff started spinning around. I This scenario got thrown out there about USC, UCLA, and I can't remember if Oregon was thrown in there or not, going to the the Big Ten. It's like, well, yeah, that'd be great for them, but, I mean, does the Big Ten really want that? I mean, what's the, what's the interest level there? And I, I, I get it from the Big Ten's perspective because, you know, it's the one thing, like we've seen the all-out blitz from ESPN on how great USC is going to be under Lincoln Riley, right? Everyone wants all the West Coast eyeballs. Yep. They're, they feel like that's the biggest untapped market right now when it comes to college football because of how down the, the Pac-12 has been. And, you know, the Big Ten's thought is probably, hey, you know, you've got Chip Kelly and Lincoln Riley at those two schools probably feel like things are looking up for them we can get the big 10 into the west coast market yeah that sounds great for us yeah we don't have anything to lose why not let's go yeah i think it's um much like it was a great move for ou in texas i think it's a great move for uh, ucla and usc you're going to be getting a lot more money big 10 is going to break the bank with their new media deal it's it's great for them. Deal. Yeah, it, it's great for them. And, and, and someone texted in on the Air Comfort Solution text line, well, how does this affect USC's recruiting ability in California? And the more that I think about it, the bigger positive it's going to be. I mean, yeah, kids are going to have to go to, you know, further destinations to play college football, but I'm sorry, playing a game at the horseshoe to me is much more attractive than playing a game in Pullman, Washington. And I understand that I'm – cherry picking a little bit here with those two examples but you get the point there's not a whole lot of exciting environments in the Pac-12 and say what you want about the Big Ten but there's some big stadiums there with big alumni bases yeah yeah there's there's no doubt I don't I feel like the recruiting aspect of it for USC I don't know necessarily that it moves the needle maybe it does but just barely. I mean, it's not like it's not a recruiting change like Oklahoma to the SEC potentially. Sure, is. yeah, that's that's fair. But I, I, maybe there is, maybe there's. It generates a little more excitement to be uh, playing in in much more relevant games 
as long as you're not getting pounded in those relevant games. But no, I think it. I think it does does help out USC. I think it does help out UCLA. I think it's. I think it's a great move for them, and. I feel really bad for the rest of the Pac-12. Yeah, especially Oregon. <laughs> I wonder if Dan Lanning's sitting there around today saying, seriously? Come on. And, and, and maybe the the Big Ten will still want Oregon. I I, I don't know. I, I think that their future is, is very, very interesting. What do you think this does for O'Muleshoe, though? Because I we both agree it's a net positive for USC. But we know one of the reasons why he left OU, at least we think, you know, worrying about the SEC. Does his does this lengthen his time at USC, or does this shorten his time at USC with the Big Ten move? That's a good question. Um, so they say the move is going to happen in 2024, right? As early as 2024, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess nothing is finalized right now, um, so you're right. Uh Two seasons to prepare before you you make that move. Supposedly, he's getting all the resources he could ever ask for there from the University of Southern California. I mean, I don't know why this isn't something that he's ready to embrace on a on a really big scale. The competition's going to be way more difficult. There's no doubt about that, but. I mean, it's college football. You can't dodge everything and everyone everywhere. You're going to have to play some big boy football. So, yeah. I I don't know. I, I think that Lincoln's, if he had hesitancy going to the SEC with Oklahoma, I think that had more to do with perhaps not being able to get the, the resources that he felt like he needed to compete. But supposedly with USC, I mean, that's – that doesn't sound like it's it's going to be an issue. I mean, that sounds like that's part of the deal. Whenever he went there, they were guaranteeing him those things. So I don't know why he would be upset about it. Do you think he knew about it? Okay, so I don't think he did about the OU move to the SEC. Yeah, remember whenever I said that and everyone kept calling me stupid? Yeah, that was my favorite part of this past year, honestly. Like, <laughs> the year in review, way too soon, that was one of my favorite parts. Surely, man, surely, with as much money as they gave him, and they basically banked the future of the USC football program to him and everything, surely, man, that they knew that he knew that this move was coming. Because you can't tell me that they didn't know that this was going to happen back in December. I'm sure those talks were going on. I'm going to guess that, yes, that he knew the Big Ten was happening. Yeah. I think I think for, for USC, it was probably something that they wanted to explore. But in order to appear, um, you know, relevant enough and, and – like you got to have some appeal for the Big Ten, right? And you know, having a big name, hot brand coach like Lincoln Riley helps that appeal. There's no doubt about that. Text line, um, yeah, go go yeah. ahead. I'll I'll get to the oh, text. Line. I was just going to say that. You know, the the interesting thing is though, you know, whenever he's playing in the Pac-12, and you're Southern Cal, you are the you know, the bee's knees of recruiting in California, yeah, right? Sure. 
now whenever you introduce yourself into a new conference with some big names that are going to be playing out in on your turf routinely, well, you're going to open the door for those those schools to have a little bit bigger of an impact in that area. So that's the one negative I would say. Travis Davidson said Oregon is going to join the Live Tour. That's their that's their <laughs> next move. Pretty good. That's right because I think isn't that golf course or a golf tournament in yeah. Oregon right yeah, now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, that's the funny. Travelers is that what's going on? Uh, yeah, come good. on, USC started last night and made their decision this morning to join the Big Ten. <laughs> that's funny, guys. This morning is the first time they talked to uh, the Big Ten conference that just happened today. Muleshoe is probably frigging out. USC can give him all the resources, but they can't give him a pair of cojones. Wow. Huh. Well, I don't know, man. I, I don't think he's – I don't know. Maybe he's freaking out. I have no idea. Um, Do you think the Big Ten is about to do what everyone else has done and eliminate the uh, divisions in the conference? Yes, I do. I I don't know if we see a conference that has divisions anymore, to be honest. Two of them have already eliminated them, so we're almost, you know, (laughs) we're, we're, we're well on our way to getting there. Uh, this text says, well, it makes sense, guys. Lanning is building the SEC of the West. Lincoln Riley had to leave. <laughs> Please right, keep sending him. these. These are, these are funny. Please keep sending these, guys. Uh, what will be the closest road trip for U- USC and UCLA? Would it be Lincoln, <laughs> Nebraska? Yeah. Yeah, Lincoln, Nebraska. Two time zones away? Well, I guess the closest road trip would be uh, to the Rose Bowl. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But outside of that, yeah, I think I think Nebraska is the closest to them. Can you guys confirm the report that Lincoln Riley wrecked his maroon Prius when he heard the reports? <laughs> Oddly, he had a car full of, okay, tampons and ice cream. Not sure what that's about. Okay. Lincoln drives an oversized truck with uh, testicles on the back to show he's tough. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it means. The, this is uh, this is fascinating. Uh, the The big thing for for USC. Let's just say, for example, they added USC and UCLA to the Big Ten West. Yeah. And they took one Big Ten West school and moved it over to the east. Let's say, I don't know. Northwestern? Let's say say Northwestern. If that were to happen, this would be great for USC and UCLA, right? To where they're not going to be in the same division as Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State. Like the teams that are, and I'm throwing Michigan State in, but routinely a bit, like a couple of tiers better than what you get out of Wisconsin and Iowa. Wisconsin and Iowa, good football programs. They do a really good job with what they've got. Same thing with Minnesota. Um, they do do a really good job, but they're still, they're several tiers below what you routinely get recruit-wise at Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. So, if they're able to somehow be in the West Division and and be able to avoid having to play those schools on a on a more consistent basis, 
it'd be an absolute home run. Yeah. Well, it was a today was a massive home run for the Big Ten. Uh, they added the 15th and 16th largest fan bases to their conference today, Teddy. That's what they did. Uh, of their uh, yeah, in in the Big Ten, the fifth. Yes, exactly. If you combine USC and UCLA's fan bases together, it probably would not equal Ohio State's fan base at all. But hey, there, there's a lot of um, there, there's going to be some cool matchups in in that conference now, man. With Nebraska and USC and Ohio State and Penn State and in Michigan and even Wisconsin and Iowa have some pretty cool fan bases. I mean, that's it's a it's a good league. It's it's the power two in college football. No more power five. We got to stop saying power five in about two years. It's the power two, and it's everybody else. No, no one, no one. I, I don't care what happens with the rest of the teams. Nobody is going to be able to formulate a conference like the Big Ten and the SEC. Yeah. Is is it a factor to play home games in beautiful Southern California? And then have to go on the road to uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin <laughs> yeah, right. in in November. <laughs> I, I I think that that could be a massive factor for USC. Also, playing a nine a.m. local time for USC and UCLA could be a factor yeah. as well. Because, buddy, well, that's true. That's going to happen. That will happen. That's true. That's true. Everyone's going to be dying to go play USC in November and. USC is going to be dreading every single road trip. It's going to be because you can't like. There's nothing you can really do to prepare for that if you're in a warm environment. If you're in a warm climate, I. You know, most of these places have indoors where they practice and stuff. But if you're going, like, say Oklahoma, if you're about to go on the road and play, uh, let's say this Nebraska game was in late November. And it's supposed to be 20 degrees. Well, you're going to practice all week out in the cold to get used to it, all right? Try and get acclimated to what it feels like to be in that that weather. You don't have that op- that option at all in yeah. uh, at USC. I do think there's ways around it. I'm sure Lincoln Riley in cold games will have his team warm up in the indoor, just like he did when it was too hot <laughs> last year against Tulane. I'm sure he'll be fine and. You know, he'll be okay. I'm sure he'll take the team to training camp in Vermejo, New Mexico to to get used to the cold. So he'll find ways around it. Are you telling me that when the offense uh, punts the ball away, they just jog off the field and go right into the locker room (laughs) until they're needed again? Yeah, that's 100% that's going to happen. It's not a bad idea, frankly. I I don't mind that at all. Softest thing in OU football history happened last year against Tulane when it was too hot so the team warmed up indoors. (laughs) <laughs> softest moment in OU football history. And, whoa, they barely won the game. It's amazing how those things work. It's crazy. Shock to the system when they finally got out of the air conditioning and, and jogged onto the field. It's like, whoa, what's what's going on here? Well, uh, there you have it. USC, UCLA headed to the Big Ten. Um, sounds like anything could be – it could be finalized and announced uh, at any time. Some people are saying it could happen as early as the, the 2024 season. Uh, on a day like this, we may have announcements by the end of the show. So uh, I'd stay tuned and, and see what happens out there. Let's hit a quick opening timeout. Keep it coming on the text line, 651-3439. I'm hanging out at Newcastle Casino at the Front Row Sports Bar. Happy hour every single day, 3 to 6, 350 domestics, $5 wells, plus other great promotions going on here at Newcastle Casino.
It is the Rush live on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. You guys, wow, text line is active today, 405-651-3439. We will uh, try to dedicate most of this segment to text, but uh, first off here, man, uh, does this have, does this move today, USC, UCLA to the Big Ten, have any effect at all on OU, be it positive or negative? Any effect at all? Um... No. No effect, at least that I can see at this moment. Someone may may be able to to point something out, but I can't imagine what effect it would be. Um, I, I mean, I think it I think it helps USC a little bit, but not at the uh, you know it's not at Oklahoma's um, dispense, you know. I, I just I just don't know. I can't I can't look or gauge at how it would affect Oklahoma in in any way. The only thing I can think is West Coast recruiting, but it doesn't feel like they're going to. I mean, they're going to want to have a presence out there, but not as much. Feels like the focus has shifted more from the West Coast to the Southeast. Well. Nothing really has has changed. Um, you're right. That that does seem to be where the focus is. But on a handful of players in in coming years, when they when they go out to recruit those guys, the pitch is going to be the same. You're still going to be going to play in the premier conference, where by far the most players get drafted to the NFL. I mean, it, USC yeah. going to the Big Ten doesn't affect that. Like, they're going to have a tie to a stronger conference, but, I mean, as long as as long as long the SEC continues to do what they've done and doesn't all of a sudden start playing terrible football, well, then I don't think anything has changed. Yeah. Uh, let's get to some text. Sean says the Big Ten now controls the New York City and L.A. TV markets. Which, well, that's pr- that's why I said it was the biggest thing for the Big Ten. It's a home run. Everyone wants the West Coast eyeballs. Yep, and and that's big time. And uh, that's why they've got such a big media deal coming up because you know, in like I like the. When I watch a Big Ten game, I like the feeling, like the the atmosphere that it looks like, you know? It looks like a fall football game. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. So I like that presentation. I think that is important for USC to be a part of that, you know? I, whenever you watch a game, and, it, and I get the same thing in the NFL, whenever I see on one channel – there's a Packers game that's 25 degrees and snowing, and then I flip it to like sunny South uh, Southern California in a dome where teams are playing. It doesn't feel right. It feels weird, and it like feels like really commercialized. And I think it's I think it's a good thing for USC to step out of that a little bit and be involved with something that looks more like what people imagine when they think of football. Silky tan hands don't wear championship rings. That's uh, yeah. it's on the text line. 
Well, they have a couple of times out there in mm. Southern Cal. think we end up with four super conferences somehow, but college sports is dying. Yeah, I think the numbers I think the numbers too. I it might be perceived as four, but to me the SEC and the Big Ten are gonna be the two clear leaders making the, the most money. Yeah. It it's starting to feel like uh, a power two division uh, at the top of college football. You're going to have the Big Ten, which you feel like maybe Oregon jumps in with this thing and maybe maybe they get someone else. I don't know if you're going without divisions. And I, I the pressure, you got to imagine, like the ACC, I think they're happy with where they sit right now, but if stuff like this continues to happen, they got to really be worried about their big dogs jumping to the SEC. Yes, yeah, that's what I said uh, last last hour. Is if I'm the ACC today, I'm on the phone with Clemson saying, "Hey, we good? We're 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 good, right? I mean, you're not working on some sort of a deal with the Big Ten or the SEC or anything like that. Um, if you ever wanted to negotiate something and have more power within your own conference." I feel like now would be a pretty good time for Clemson or even Florida State to do something with the ACC. Yeah. I don't know. It's The ACC has such a disastrous uh, media rights deal that I, it's going to be really hard for anyone there to do anything. Like They, they signed the dumbest media rights deal in history, yeah. I think. So is Clemson next? Uh, I don't know. I don't. It doesn't feel that way right now. But it didn't feel like but, USC and UCLA were going to the Big Ten earlier uh, today either. No, it didn't. But we've been feeling like there's something like the Pac-12 is in serious trouble for a while, right? That's been a that's been a open narrative for quite some time. Their, their media rights deal is terrible. They don't make any money. It's a sinking ship. We've been saying that for a while. Not really saying that with the ACC. And I'm not saying that they're in great shape because, frankly, they're not. Um, you know, Clemson has has been really good, but that's been their lone represent. Well, I guess Florida State did go to the first playoff. Yeah. But – Florida State is is not that Florida State. They've been down. Miami's been down. Virginia Tech has been down for an extended period of time. Uh, the ACC, I don't feel like they're in serious trouble, but it's not like they're doing great yeah. as a conference. Yeah, they need to uh, they need to make a move. By the way, uh, Samuel Omasigo's commitment, four star linebacker out of Crandall, Texas. He picks OU over Florida. OU I thought at, Parker said he was a three-star. Uh, did he? He says four-star. Huh. Okay. Like, I, but twenty-four-seven has there's like twenty-four-seven sports rankings, and twenty-four-seven composite. I gotcha. think in the twenty-four-seven composite rankings, he is a three-star. In the twenty-four rankings, he's a four-star. Regardless, gotcha. though, that moves OU from the uh, number 42 overall class up to the number 34 overall class. So Nice. I'm not saying 34 is great, but maybe some of you will stop 
freaking out in late June about this recruiting class. And it's all because Texas has had a nice run the past couple of weeks, which is nothing new. I don't know why everyone's panicking so much. Calm down. It's, it's all good. Cole Adams wasn't going to make or break this class. Cole Adams won't be the ultimate deciding factor if this program wins a national championship or not. It's all good. Right. So what is – What's the fallout been from the Cole Adams situation? Has, has everyone taken a breath and finally calmed down on that deal? No. 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 I mean, and maybe it was just some trolling going on the text line earlier today, but it was, this is it. This is the end of the Brent Venables era. See, it's, it just told you it's not going to work out. And that could have been some trolling going on. Yeah, but it's a troll. People are, there, there does seem to be, there was some mild panicking going on, for sure. I, well... If if there's mild panicking going on, if there's panicking, any panicking at all going on over a three-star wide receiver, uh, a 5'10", 180-pound three-star wide receiver leaving the state, then um, we need something else to worry about. Worry now, about USC getting elite, I guess, in the Big Ten. But yeah, I'm not worried about, about that either. Yeah, that's that that poses more of a threat for Oklahoma than Cole Adams going to Alabama. Good for him. I'm happy for him. That's an awesome place to go play. You know, wish him the best of luck. But Oklahoma's going to be just fine. They'll be just fine at wide receiver. Yeah, I, I mean, in, in this class, they'll be fine. Not They won't be fine because they have Marvin Mims and Jaleel Farouk back. They'll be fine for what they ultimately get in this recruiting class. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Let me get to a few texts before you hit a break. The ACC should take Oklahoma State, Kansas, Kansas State, and Baylor. How about that basketball conference? Yeah, I just – it's about football, though, guys. Well – I don't know. It is interesting that the Big 12, I think they I think they just made a really good hire at Big 12 commissioner. You feel like okay, we're we're in a decent position with Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. We're going to be fine. The plane has not crashed into the mountain. Right? We added some good competitive teams that all have really good well-known coaches, this is fine. Nothing is screwed here. And then USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten, you've got to be thinking, oh, my God, we're going to a power two, we're going to be left out of the playoff, and we're going to turn into a group of five, essentially, conference. Right? Yeah. That, that has to be the panic going through their minds right sure. now. Great point, Peyton. Uh, the alliance sure as hell showed the SEC who's boss, huh? What? It- <laughs> It didn't even take until today because they announced the alliance, and like the next week, it was USC and LSU were going to play in Vegas. I think it <laughs> right. game one next year, so that thing was flawed from the beginning. Yeah, it was. It was like most things that you see that are political. It's all just a talking point. There's really nothing to any of it at all. It's just f- trying to frame a narrative. Well, if I'm the uh, Big Twelve, I'm shooting my shot right now 
with Oregon and Utah and maybe even the Arizona schools. Throw Washington in there as well. Well, that's interesting. All they can do is not text you back. Right. Yeah, that's that's an interesting situation where you've got a uh, a conference commissioner that I don't even know when his, his duties start, and uh, you may be trying to uh, call up people and, and add to your conference right now. Jeez. If the Pac-12 were to lose USC, UCLA, Oregon, Utah, and the Arizona schools, it's I don't even know what would happen. They go to the CFL is what they would do. I'm convinced of it, especially (laughs) Washington. Washington State already basically plays like they're in the CFL, so same thing. I think some schools probably be like, oh, thank God we can finally drop football. (laughs) Seriously, yes, yeah, (laughs) more than one, absolutely. All right, quick quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Keep the text line hot, 651-3439. It is the Rush, live on the ref. We're the home of Sooner fans on a very crazy day. OU gets a linebacker commitment out of the state of Texas. That is commit number nine in the 2023 class, USC-UCLA, apparently heading to the Big Ten. But And we'll get back to that as the show rolls on. I did see that CBS ranked the strength of schedules in the Big 12 this year, and they have OU all the way as the ninth toughest schedule in the 10-team league, which if you're just judging it by, you know, on paper, that's probably true. But I don't think that's really the reality of the schedule this year. Nebraska on paper does not look like a tough game, but we know that's going to be a tough game. Same thing for Texas and and maybe a couple of other games sprinkled across the schedule. It may be ninth on paper. I I think it's going to be a little bit tougher than that. Huh. Who has the toughest? Uh, probably Kansas. I, I'm going to guess that OU's or down Texas? because uh, OU doesn't have to play OU. Yeah. Huh. Well, I guess, in, in, yeah, that's weird. It's not like anyone has a, like, just brutal schedule. I guess one is Texas Tech, by the way. Texas uh, Tech, yeah. Texas uh, Tech gets Houston at home and NC State on the road, and they're saying that's brutal. Ah, I'll yeah, believe it NC when State's I see it. Be pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see on that. We'll see. Well, they're pretty good. They're not. They're not unbelievable. I think, frankly, I would say that Texas probably has the toughest schedule. Yeah, they. they uh, they get the Louisiana third, Monroe, third Bama, is what they have. And, and UTSA are their non-conference games. They're all at home, but those are all good, solid football teams. Well, Alabama's the best football team, but UTSA and Louisiana Monroe are, are good, solid teams that you get zero credit for beating. I don't know. It's weird that... It's all about the same. I mean, I, I don't think you can – I guess you can favor a little bit one way or the other. When you have a conference where everyone plays each other, 
I, it's hard to, it's hard to give a nod one way or the other yeah. on any of that, because they're playing the same exact teams. Now I know there's there's a home and away deep difference, but really all it is is what is each team's non-conference. I'm not, like? and I'm not trying to argue that OU schedule is really tough or brutal or anything like that. Because I, I mean, I, I don't think it, it's super tough. I've just. I think it's going to be tougher than what – if you just look at each team and what their record was last year, it's going to be a little bit tougher than what you would think. Right. And I, and I, yeah. and I make that – and I say that because of the Nebraska and the Texas game. And we know what those two games are going to look like next year. Yeah. Oklahoma State has uh, Central Michigan – Arizona State and Arkansas Pine Bluff all at home as their non-conference. I think that's easier than what Oklahoma has. Yeah, it's it's not close. And OSU has the sixth toughest schedule. OU has the ninth toughest schedule, according I think to CBS. The, yeah, I, in my opinion, they're all probably really, really close. Not that tough. Except for, in my opinion, I think Texas is the most difficult. How could it? I don't know how it couldn't be the most difficult. Whenever you've got you play two top five teams, Alabama and Oklahoma, or I say top five, top ten teams, Alabama and Oklahoma. There's no one else in the conference that has that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Texas could end up playing half of the college football playoff field this year. That's a realistic scenario, right? Yeah. In yeah. fact. Um, my way too early playoff that I'm not going to change and stick with it all off season. They would play half of the playoff field next year. Oklahoma, Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson. Is that who you're picking? Or are you taking two SEC teams? Um, I'm fading Georgia this year because of the championship hangover. I think the SEC yeah. only has one team. I'll probably end up picking. It's Clemson or Notre Dame. I'll, I'll go with Clemson. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It's just hard for me to pick a playoff team that I think is going to lose in week one. And I think Notre Dame is going to lose in week one to Ohio State. That's going to be a great game. I don't know who I'd pick right now. Well, the spread is like double-digit favorite for Ohio State. Well, then I would take Notre Dame – against the spread, but to win outright, I imagine that narrows quite a bit. I like Ohio State. I I think that they've got one of the best quarterbacks in the country, building off of what he did his redshirt freshman year. This should be a a massive season for him uh, statistically. But Notre Dame is going to be really good defensively. I think that it's just going to be a, a different mindset from that Notre Dame team coming into the season, knowing that they're preparing for Ohio State. And, it, and Ohio State's got the same thing. I, I get that. But I think that's a really close game. I'd give it a coin flip. Let me read you a, uh, a tweet from Brett McMurphy. USC and UCLA move to the Big Ten should be completed by Friday, and Big Ten may not stop at 16, sources told the Action Network. The Big 12 may get aggressive and look to add Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. 
quote, we're headed to super conferences, a source said. So the Big 12 may get aggressive. All right, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, whatever. There's no mention of Oregon in there, but is there, right. there is mention that the Big 12 may, or the, excuse me, the Big 10 may not stop at 16. Should we just assume that Oregon's going to go to the Big 10 too? Uh, yeah, I think so. Boy, I'll tell you what, if the Big Ten can add uh, USC, UCLA, Oregon, and drum roll please, Notre Dame. Oh, buddy. Okay, that's a that's a pretty strong play. <laughs> then we're talking about a le- – that is yeah. a legitimate football conference, buddy. Sign me up for that. But Notre Dame is going to be really weird and still not join a conference, even though for what reason, I guess ego, they've always done it that way, but at some point they're going to be saying, hey, uh, you know, the Big Ten's payout now is going to be $75 million a year for each team. So you sure you want to just leave that out there and do your own thing just because you always have? I don't know. I don't know if you should do that. Real quick before we hit a break, sources say, this text line, sources say I have a cousin that told me Vermejo just raised a Big Ten flag outside of their lodge. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Very good. Oh, good stuff. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep the text coming, 651-3439. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. Stay tuned. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers are bringing you our number one of the rush on this Thursday. Unexpected news today in college football, but it's exciting news. I wonder if it caught the SEC by surprise. And I'm sure yesterday they were probably sitting back saying, yeah, we feel pretty good with what our future looks like. Any chance the SEC gets really aggressive now that seemingly everyone else is going to get aggressive with adding teams? Uh, I don't think so. I could be wrong, but, it, you know, there was there was a lot of talk about it before of perhaps adding, like, Clemson, Florida State. But, I mean, I'm sure they've got those – they've had those conversations before and are probably just kind of resting with what they've got right now. If someone starts beating their door down wanting to talk, maybe they'll listen, but – I think they're in a good spot. I don't. I don't think they need to panic for anything. There's nothing that's going to happen without sure. them. Yeah, right. I, I just if Clemson is the real prize that's left, and if Florida State is that, that just makes all the sense in the world. If they're just and, and they could have made this play anyway. I mean, it, it didn't need to happen that SC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten. I just wonder if it's like, okay, the wheels are moving again. Let's go get Clemson and Florida State and really solidify ourselves in the South and the Southeast. Maybe not, but there's a chance. Right. Yeah, and maybe they go for that. I don't know. It's interesting because the ACC's media rights deal goes to like 2035 or something stupid. 
um, they've been locked in at a terrible number. Yep. And I don't know, I don't know what the language in it says about teams leaving and and how big of a roadblock that is. I I just don't know. It's hard to say. I don't think they're I don't think they're they're pressed necessarily to add anyone, but if it looks like the Big Ten is about to add uh you know, their USC UCLA and like if I'm I mentioned Oregon and Notre Dame, like I don't that's just me throwing something out there. Like if that was about to happen then yeah, they may get they may get really aggressive and start going after Clemson and, and Florida State, maybe Miami. I don't know, but because if that's the case and, and the Big Ten is actually doing that and they're not stopping, well then I, the line in the sand has been crossed and we're going to super conference. No doubt, man. So so maybe they would uh, go ahead and start pursuing it. All right. Quick timeout, more from the rush coming up. Hour number two, next here from Newcastle Casino.